A wife buries her husband alive in the backyard in order to help him attain immortality. Colorado is dropping the term sex offender because it's negative. And over 80 thieves ransack a department store in San Francisco in a flash mob robbery. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> Say it with me now. Jonesy. Come on now. Say it. Repeat after me. I love you, Jonesy. Boop. A woman buried her husband alive in the backyard in order to help him attain immortality. A woman from Parambakam, which is in southern India, has allegedly buried her husband, buried him alive in the backyard after he wished to be buried while he was having a life so that he could attain immortality. However, their daughter found out about this incident on her return from work on Friday. <laughs> she informed the police. <laughs> I would have loved to have heard that phone call. Yeah, my mother buried my father in the backyard. Yeah, I buried him alive. I can just see the tip top of his uh, man bun. So uh, you're going to need to get down here with a couple shovels and get him out of there. I don't know if he's dead or alive, but she's, uh, you know, she's out of control. She buried my hamster a little prematurely as well. My hamster wasn't quite dead. I remember a couple years ago, she buried it. She just likes to bury things. I don't know what her deal is. Trying to just grant immortality to all beings, all sentient beings. That's what my mother's all about, granting them immortality by burying them alive in the backyard. I don't support it, and I'd love you to get down here and maybe save my father because we got bills to pay around here, okay? I can't just keep working 80 hours a week. I need a father around. And uh, that is my impression of an Indian daughter with a Boston accent. Uh, according to the report, uh, the resident of Kaleng, Kalengar Karanandi Nidi Nagar of Parambakam, how do you even talk in India? What the hell? I, I imagine, just from doing this show, I think the Indian city names are so difficult. I always struggle with them. You really have to have great control of your vocals. I mean... You're doing vocal gymnastics to pronounce these Indian names. I would imagine that the greatest beatboxers in the world are in India. Because you gotta, you got to be like... Right? Am I going to get canceled for this? Is what I'm wondering right now. <laughs> This is a theory. The best beatboxers are in India. Just try and pronounce these cities. Are you out of your mind? Okay. Um, maybe my opinions should just stay in my brain. Okay, so this guy, uh, this resident was a self-styled soothsayer. You guys know what a soothsayer is? Somebody who can tell the future? Like Nostradamus. And also that lady that owns a little tarot card table in front of her crappy apartment on the sidewalk. She's a soothsayer as well, although I don't trust her. Um, so the self-styled soothsayer was claiming that he had spoken to the gods. Oh, this is the husband. The husband spoke to the gods and recently said that he attained divine blessing after visiting a few temples in the state. He also built a temple in his backyard and invited people to visit the temple to get, get their life predictions. Okay, so he's all about his backyard being a center for worship. And, uh, but maybe he's taking it too far by being buried alive in the backyard. This might be, uh, I mean, these ideologies, you can take them to a very dangerous level.
I, I say ideologies, take them, go light. Go light on the ideology if you can. So you want to do Christianity, do Christianity light, okay? You want to do Islam, Islam light. Judaism, light. Just go light, all right? We don't got to get fundamentalist anymore, all right? As soon as you go fundamentalist is when you get into some crazy-ass shit. Okay, more backstory on the uh, husband. It, it turns out he told his wife he was having some chest pains. He thought he might die very soon, and so he asked her to bury him alive well, as he was holding on to the little life that he had. And he told her that this act would help him turn immortal. Uh, his wife agreed to his demand, and the next day she called two people to their backyard to dig a large pit. Uh, did she tell them why? I'm going to guess no. She also claimed that the pit was to construct a water tank. Oh, she lied. She said, could you please dig a pit to uh, put a water tank? So these guys came over. They dug a pit. Little did they know they were digging a grave. <laughs> Well, uh, the husband was placed in a seated position in the pit. Reportedly, he was unconscious at that time, according to the reports. On Friday, the daughter returned from her trip. She was very shocked to find out that her father was missing, while her mother was pretty quiet about the incident. She continuously quizzed her mother, who finally accepted that she, or admitted, rather, that she buried her husband. The daughter immediately gave a complaint to the police and exhumed the body for post-mortem. The police, however, said that only based on the post-mortem report it can be found if the husband was alive or dead during the time of the burial. Yeah, that's what they're for. You find out whether or not he was alive at the time of burial or, you know, died beforehand because of other complications. He said he was on the way out, had chest pains. Maybe he was having like a real heart attack. Uh, this is the end of the article. I got no other info. So, I mean, I guess we'll just wait on the autopsy, guys, and I'll just give you an update on that. Meanwhile, uh, you know, if you think that you can be I mean, do we need to say this in the world that, you know, to bury yourself alive doesn't gain immortality? Can we just, can we all just agree that this is <laughs> craziness? Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm all for different cultures. I find it very novel. I like different, I like weird, but this takes the cake here, all right? I don't support this as a custom. Yeah, yeah, you have chest pains, get to a hospital. That's what I, I support that. Just take an Uber to the hospital or a horse or however you travel in your culture. Colorado is going to drop the term sex offender, claiming that it's too negative. The way that sex offenders are labeled is changing in Colorado. The board that sets state standards voted today to change the term sex offender to reflect so-called person-first language. Uh, the Sex Offender Management Board is made up of public defenders and prosecutors, and they set standards for treatment providers. So the new terminology will only be used in that context. It doesn't, however, change the way that they are going to use this term in law or the criminal justice system, but some worry that they'll be moving in that direction. Here's a quote from a rape survivor named Kimberly. I'm involved today after hearing that it would be improper or offensive in some manner for me to refer to the man who raped me as a sex offender. It's very, very damaging for those people who are labeled when it has to do with gender, race, sexuality, ability, but those are not their choices. The biggest thing for me is these are choices that sex offenders actually make or made. Someone named Derek is in this article. He says that... Uh, 
He shouldn't have to carry the label for life. Oh, apparently he's a sex offender. Referring to me by a label for something I did half my life ago is inappropriate and downright offensive. Well, Derek, maybe you ought to make better choices in life. Uh, you know, people think that the, they, they have no culpability, no personal responsibility for the choices that they've made in life. Some of the things that you choose in life, they dangle with you for a long time. You know, you kill someone in a car accident, that just kind of stays with you for a while. You sexually assault somebody, same deal, bro. I don't know what Derek did. You know, I do feel bad for the people that are uh, termed sex offenders when all they did was uh, get caught urinating in public. That does happen in some instances. And for those people, terrible. I feel bad. They have to register as a sex offender. They're on that stupid little website. Uh, it's not a stupid website. I mean, it's helpful. Uh, but, I mean, if you are an actual sex offender, you should just be lucky that we're not beheading you in the streets at this point, Okay. You're going to have to walk around with a label for some years? Yeah, yeah. It's the least you can do is walk around with a label. Is there, is there no comeuppance at all? Uh, actually, this guy, Derek, says, he, I don't want to be referred to as a sex offender. I would actually like to be referred to as client. A <laughs> client? No, no, no. Client doesn't tell us anything about what you're capable of and what you've done. So we need a better term than that. We need to get specific with people like you, Derek. Sorry. Now, should you, through certain activities and maybe efforts at retribution, be taken off the sex offender website eventually? You know, because the community can see that you're there and where you live and all that stuff. Um, I think, you know, people should have a chance at that. But for the rest of your life, Someone may say that you at one point were a sex offender, are a sex offender. I mean, it, the term is going to be there, and I don't, I don't feel a need to take it away. And I don't think we should be spending money on this, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's a public defender in this story named Kathy. I'm going to think that she agrees with Derek. She says, it, this takes into consideration the uniqueness of individuals who are receiving treatment. Okay, but you still can be a sex offender that's re re receiving treatment. You know, you can be an addict that's receiving treatment. What are we supposed to do this with murderers too? Please don't refer to me as a murderer. I would like to be referred to as client. That was a long time ago that I killed people. <laughs> like, I really, oh man. I like, I'm, I'm watching the culture just go nuts right before my eyes on this podcast. It's insane to me, the behavior. I don't even know. I can't even wrap my head around it. <laughs> I cannot. There's more effort probably being poured into changing the term sex offender than actually stopping sex offenders in Colorado. I'd love to see the budget for this to change the language and then the budget to stop sex offenders. Let's see what we're dealing with here, guys. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. We are so fixated on changing language so that no one's feelings get hurt. Even people whose feelings deserve to get hurt. <laughs> we can't even do it. We're like, no, no, come on. Derek only assaulted six women in college. It's not, it's, he's well out of college now. He has a good job working for Goldman Sachs with the rest of those men who <laughs> routinely treat women terribly, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, wow, man. I, mean, I wish you, can you guys help me? Like, put this in perspective. Like, I'm, I'm not a smart person, I, I, kind of. 
And I, you know, I just, in real time, you're watching me try and wrap my skull around this stuff. Lastly, we have a quote from a Colorado District Attorney's Counsel who says, I'm very concerned that the change in language uh, is an intent to remove accountability from offenders and to diminish the experience of the victims. And I agree. Um, maybe you agree as well. Maybe you disagree. Call the show, 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. The police are searching for 80 suspects in a flash mob department store robbery. Police in California over the weekend were seeking 80 suspects who they say swarmed into a Nordstrom department store in the Bay Area in what they're calling a coordinated robbery, ransacking as much as they could carry and fleeing in cars that they had parked outside. Three people were arrested at the scene of the organized theft reported shortly before 9 p.m. on Saturday. Is uh, a quote from the Walnut Creek Police. The remaining participants in this criminal mob fled from the area in cars at very high speeds. This robbery actually followed another brazen mob heist of high-end stores on Friday night in San Francisco's Union Square. Video reportedly showed several people running out of a store with merchandise and climbing into about 25 parked cars that ringed the building and jammed traffic on the streets. Here's a quote from someone named Brett, who is a manager of a restaurant across the street that saw the whole damn thing. Well, it was pretty crazy for a second. All the guests inside were getting very concerned. The thieves were wearing ski masks, and I, I saw that some of them were armed with crowbars and other various miscellaneous weapons. Police say the suspects assaulted two Nordstrom employees as well and pepper sprayed another. They're reviewing surveillance footage in an effort to identify them. This is a lot of people descending upon a store. 80? <laughs> this is crazy. This is very, very crazy. I mean, because how are you going to stop 80 people? You just can't. There's not enough security in a Nordstrom. And by the way, it's San Francisco, so the security doesn't stop anybody anyways. <laughs> you hear about the problems in San Francisco with store theft? It's out of control. Apparently, they changed the laws in San Francisco. I don't know exactly what the law says. Let me look it up, actually, because it's pretty interesting. Okay, I got some info on this. Uh, Gavin Newsom signed into effect a law, looks like in August, that makes shoplifting merchandise worth $950 or less just a misdemeanor, which means that law enforcement really won't bother to investigate. And if they do, prosecutors in most cases will let it go. So now you have a situation in California where people can kind of shoplift without any repercussions at all. Uh, San Francisco, for some reason, has been major target for this activity, though. I, I've noticed, and um, apparently, in this instance, in the Nordstrom, 80 people ransacking the store at once, and like, you mean you know nothing can happen to you? <laughs> like, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. I really am. This is, uh, this is out of control. And, uh, you know, just another reason to move to California, guys. Come get that sunshine and free Gucci bags. Hey! Oh, yeah. Another episode of Weird AF News. This one's going number one on the charts, guys. I can feel it. <laughs> I want to give some love here. I got some people who emailed me. Tremendous human beings, obviously. 
uh, like Sherry Boone. She sent me an article and she wrote, uh, from Ontario, Canada. I listen to your show every day and I love it. Uh, thank you so much, Sherry from Ontario, Canada. And then we got George, George Walters. He wrote me a, a, uh, a nice long email saying, hey, Jonesy, I've been uh, meaning to say hello to you now for the past couple of years as my wife and I listen to your podcast on our Google Home speaker every day. We especially enjoy your Florida Fridays. My wife and I many, many years ago had a cottage in Sarasota, Florida, which we enjoyed going to in, in the winter. Now we live in northern Ontario, Canada, in a small town called Port Loring, Ontario, Canada. Look at that, two emails, both from Ontario, Canada. I need to get up to Ontario and visit all you mofos. Uh, and then uh, George goes on and on to tell me a hilarious story. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much, George and Ruth Walters. They say, take care of yourself, Jonesy. Keep up the good work. You guys take care of yourselves, and you keep up the good work up there in Ontario, Canada, a place I need to go because people obviously love me there. I probably won't have to pay for any beers. You know, that's important. When you choose a destination, you want to choose a place where you don't have to pay for beers. Um, some of you ladies are so hot you never pay for beers wherever you go, you lucky shits. Well, the rest of us have to, like, pick a place where we're loved. And some of us just never get free beers anyways because we just, well, some of us are ugly. And uh, <laughs> come on, guys, just kidding. Uh, I got a nice email from Bob Cohen, Captain Bob. He said, uh, Jonesy, they are going to need comedians in the new Bitcoin city. I think opportunity is knocking. Maybe they will build you a closet with a volcano view. <laughs> he said, you could be the, quote, hottest comedian around, LOL. <laughs> Bob, Bob, you're, Bob, stop being funnier than me, okay? All right, I'm supposed to be the comedian around here. You're stealing my thunder, bro. Uh, Bob says, have a great day and a happy Thanksgiving. Captain Bob, Captain Bob, the man, appreciate you. Uh, Bob's sent me many emails, many articles, super helpful, very funny guy. Uh, I'm going to put a call. It's actually two calls from the same person, Lily, uh, because she couldn't get it all out in one call. It's a long recording where she's basically pimping me out. So uh, apparently I have a pimp out there. I had no idea. She's trying to, she's trying to uh, hook me up with ladies in Los Angeles and try and get me laid, it's, it seems like. Um, and I, I appreciate the effort very much. This is the first time this has ever happened on the show. So uh, among other things, she's also uh, giving us a reminder about the uh, Patreon holiday challenge um, that's being put forth once again by Michael from Iowa City, where if you join the Patreon or you increase your Patreon um, uh, amount, <laughs> brain fart, Jonesy, your Patreon amount, uh, Michael will match the up to $2 on that. I believe that's what it is. Uh, Michael laid it out in the previous message. But uh, basically, we're doing the holiday push. Join the Patreon at any level or increase your Patreon uh, amount uh, for the holidays is, is the push here. And now I sound like a damn salesman, and I apologize. All right, I, I'm going to let go now and... Uh, if you guys do want to join the Patreon and start that for the holiday, it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to Patreon, I'm sorry, uh, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. Okay, too much. Bye. Hi, Jonesy, and hi, fellow weird weirdos and friends, family, listeners of the show. It's Lily, and I just wanted to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to Jonesy and also to Michael from Iowa City for the lovely things that they've said about me on the show. Very, very nice of you guys. 
Um, and also, Michael, again, you are an angel. Thank you so much again for leading the charge in the Patreon Thanksgiving, Thanks for Giving Challenge, um, Holiday Challenge, get Bonus Fest, Give Us On. I love the way that uh, I just make up these names on the fly like that. Much like Jonesy, I love to improv. Um, however, I'm just not trained in it and can't do it professionally. So thank you all to everyone who has joined the Patreon. I've noticed a lot of names. And also thank you to those who have increased your contributions, um, which is wonderful. We all know that Jonesy loves and appreciates you guys, and he is working his tail off, sweating in that closet through the Los Angeles summers and winters and spring. You know, it's just hot as hell all the time in Los Angeles, right? So he's sweating in that closet putting out the show for us every day, giving us a break from the terribleness going on in the world, the pandemic and everything else that's going on. And, you know, I think when I first, the very first time I listened to the show, I had been listening to like mainstream news headlines on my Google speaker and I got so sick of it. And finally I told my speaker, tell me something good. Play me some, tell me some good news. And my Google speaker said, okay, here's some podcasts for you. Try this one, and the very first one was an episode of Weird AF News, and I was hooked immediately. I just loved it so much. It it just kind of, like, became this thing that fed my soul, and every night after I put the kids to bed and I would fold laundry or do dishes or cook something or who knows what, um, I would listen to the show, and everything I went through last year and this year all of the pandemic and all of, you know, the mental health crises and myself and my family members and my kids being out of school and just everything, all of it. Um, Jonesy and you fellow weirdos have been there for me and have got me through it. And so thanks to all of you. And I feel that the least I can do, the very least I can do is donate to Jonesy every month in the Patreon and try and throw a couple bucks his way. Um, through the link on the website, you know, to buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. And then also to, you know, try and get others to join and, and pass it along. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep Jonesy fed. We gotta keep him closed. We need to find him some love, you guys. I think, uh, on the last, you know, over the last several weeks, I've noticed Jonesy making lots of mentions of, you know, online dating and, you know, dates canceling him and things not going well. And, and, you know, he mentioned the other day, he made a joke about how he's an expert at humping. So, <laughs> you guys, I got, it's Lily again. I got cut off because I'm so bad at rambling, um, but I just can't help it. But anyway, as I was saying, I think that Jonesy needs some love in his life. So any listeners, you know, ladies that live in Los Angeles, if you're single, you know, hit him up. Let's get Jonesy set up on some blind dates. If you have a friend that you know would love his style of comedy, um, would love his personality, because I feel like we all, I just feel like I know Jonesy so well, like, if I met him, I know that we would be friends. Unfortunately, you know, I'm married, um, so I can't, you know, we can't go in that direction. But other ladies out there that are single, give it a go. You know, let's give, let's find Jonesy some love. Let's keep him funded. Let's, you know, stop him from having to work a terrible day job. Let's support his comedy and support all that he wants to do. Um, He's going to put your name on the closet wall if you join the Patreon, and eventually he's going to have to pay, you know, pay to paint over that, or his landlord's going to keep his deposit. So let's fund Jonesy this holiday season. Buy him some cups of coffee, join the Patreon, send him some holiday treats and goodies and Christmas cards from your, your corner of the globe, because I know you weirdos are all out there all around the world, and call the show, send an email, 
send him Instagram messages, give him some love, and happy holidays, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for giving, and thanks you all for all you do. And most of all, thank you to Jonesy for bringing us all together. We love you so much. Bye-bye.